Hello and welcome to Counselling Conversations with Julie, brought to you by Beyond the Surface Counselling. And if you have not already done so, please share, like, follow and subscribe to the podcast. Podcasts where we look through the lens of counselling to help you improve your relationships, life and look for ways to live a more healthy and fulfilling life. In today's episode, we're talking about depression. What is depression? Feeling flat, sad, low or moody sometimes is a normal part of life. We can all have days like that. These feelings come and go and we bounce back and we deal with the challenges that has been presented. The concern is if you have these feelings for more than probably about four weeks, that it may be a sign depression. And please go and seek medical advice. Depression can happen to any of us. It can happen to anyone. And it's important to know that depression can be managed with the right resources and support. Please reach out and talk to someone if you feel concerned about yourself or about somebody else. Depression affects how we feel about ourselves. And our day-to-day life becomes more difficult. It becomes more difficult to manage, sometimes even more difficult to get out of bed in the mornings and face the day. It's characterised by a persistent depressed mood or loss of interest in things you previously enjoyed. You lack energy, your appetite can change, so you could eat um, less or you could eat more of food. Your self-esteem, you really feel down on yourself. You negatively self-talk to yourself pretty much all the time. You have trouble sleeping or you sleep more than you usually do. Some people feel irritable or have trouble um, and difficulty concentrating. We know that a range of contributing factors can lead to clinical depression. Possible causes include a combination of the biological, psychological and social sources of distress. Major depression can lead to a range of behavioural and physical symptoms as I've previously described. Now, it is as individual as you and I are. It does not look the same for each of us. All of those uh, contributing factors will play a role in this, which will mean how it may look for me may look very different for you. So contributing factors can also include genetics, so our family history, is the depression in the family. Our biochemical factors, our brain chemistry, were all made differently. Personality types, illness. If you've been chronically ill for a very long time, this could also play a part in depression. Aging, aging process. Some older people do find that they do face some depression. And our long-term stresses. So if you've been in um, an environment or relationship that has been long-term and the stress has been a chronic stress, you may display signs of depression. And the pressure. Pressure such as work stress or bullying, abusive relationships and stressful and traumatic events. So depression can also occur during pregnancy and the postnatal period. Each, as I've said, each of us is a unique individual. 
and we respond differently when exposed to social, relational, environmental and psychological triggers that can trigger the stress which then can lead to chronic stress which then leads or possibly lead to depression. It's important to remind ourselves though that depression is not a sign of personal weakness or failure or that it's all in your mind. If you're experiencing depressive behaviours, please start by visiting your general practitioner as different types of depression respond to different types of treatment. Your general practitioner can provide you with a thorough checkover and advise you on a range of effective treatments that can help you manage and recover. So seeking help earlier rather than later is the key as well. Because seeking um, help earlier rather than leaving the depression untreated can assist in your faster recovery or the depression getting significantly worse. Getting help sooner will enable you to lead that healthy and productive life that everybody really, really craves for. Depending on the nature of your depression, treatments can be used alone or combined. So there are multiple of treatments and they can be used together or they may be used alone. And again, it depends on um, the level of your depression and your GP will ascertain that. There are three broad categories of treatment for depression for the psychological, physical and a self-help or and alternative therapies. So treatment for depression can vary from person to person as we all respond differently to treatment. And sometimes it does take a while or a little bit of time and patience to find the right balance of what is working well for you, what treatment is working well for you. And sometimes you do need to tweak that um, to get to that place where you're feeling your well-being is being improved. So as I've said, different types of depression requires different treatments. Now, these are some of the treatments. And of course, a podcast, this podcast, we can't delve into each and every one in in such an in-depth way. This is a general idea. So... Educating yourselves about depression is a great idea. Making some lifestyle changes and some psychological therapies. So educating yourself or psychoeducation is often provided by a GP or health professional. So psychoeducation offers many benefits for those dealing with depression, including increased understanding, so you get a better understanding of what's happening for you, Um, for yourself, but not only that, for your family members as well. A reduction in stigma. Yes, there are many people in Australia who suffer from depression. And an improvement in self-managing strategies. So there's some of the things that psychoeducation can actually provide you. Lifestyle changes, such as healthy eating and having a good food That nourishes not only our bodies, but also helps our brain health. Exercise, so reduce stress. Um, It helps to reduce stress, sorry, and improves our mood. And it increases our brain's feel-good neurotransmitters. So those endorphins. So we get that exercise high. It boosts our self-esteem and it provides us with more restful sleep the more we exercise. So good quality, and speaking of sleep, 
good quality sleep is a common uh, complication of depression. As I've said, you could be sleeping too little or sleeping too too long. Develop a calming bedtime ritual that helps you calm down and it signals, it sends a signal to the brain to say, oh, this is it, this is the end of day. Time to calm down and prepares us for sleep. Meditation may also help with stress release and relaxation, such as breathing exercises, which can calm the mind and body, mindfulness exercises, try gentle yoga, or other alternative techniques where that are calming for our mind and body. Stress management is different for all of us. So one thing, you know, there may be something that I haven't mentioned that you do do. Um, that you find de-stresses you, please use that. So you are the best person to decide which healthy activity helps you to manage stress. Um, there are the, a few other suggestions. You might like to read a book or listen to a book or a podcast, watch your favourite TV show or movie, spend time doing your favourite hobby, listen to music, try your hand at journaling or creative experience art experiences and lastly the psychological therapies that support your recovery and help you stay well by identifying and and they help you identify and challenge unhelpful thoughts feelings and behavior there are a range of different and effective evidence-based types of psychological treatments available what's what works for best for you will be different for each person your mental health professional, your GP, will work with you to find the treatment that works best for you. I'm going to name a few of the psychological therapies that you may have heard of previously. Um, cognitive behaviour therapy, more commonly known as CBT, is a structured treatment that recognise that the way we think, our cognitions, and the way we act, um, our behaviour, affect the way we feel. So using CBT helps to restructure both our thinking and our behaviour and the way we feel about it. Um, interpersonal therapy is IPT and that focuses on the problems and the patterns in personal relationships and the skills, it builds on skills that we need to deal with these. Behaviour therapy is often used as a part of CBT and it focuses on encouraging the activities that reward or that are pleasant or satisfying. It aims to reverse the patterns of avoidance, withdrawal and inactivity that makes depression worse. So if you're facing uh, something that is uh, really, really over stressing you and triggering you, often the first thing we do is to avoid or we withdraw. So using um, CBT or behaviour therapy provides a focus of encouraging activities to actually, to actually sort of try those experiences in small doses. Mindfulness-based cognitive therapy or MBCT um, is often delivered in a group therapy session and consists of teaching, teaching us how to focus on the present moment without changing it or trying to change it because we can't change it. 
And before I leave you today, I would like to express to you again that if you are experiencing depressive symptoms, please reach out to your GP or your mental health practitioner. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have found Counselling Conversations with Julie helpful. If you think this podcast would help someone you love or know, please share, like and follow to the podcast. And thank you to the people who've been giving me a five-star rating. You have ultimately helped others to find the podcast. In addition, if you have something on your mind, a question or something you would like me to delve deeper into, click the link in the bio below what's on your mind. Until next time, be kind and gentle with yourself. Thank you.